How are you? Hang on, I'm going to stop you there, Raymond. Before we get going on this week's podcast, this is a little reminder, if you wouldn't mind, to rate and review at the end. You can also subscribe so you automatically get our latest podcast the minute we put it up. I think you mean drop. Drop what? <laughs> did you just say drops? Yes, I did. The podcast drops. It's not land. <laughs> no. I always prefer when you say, hit that subscribe button. Well, whatever you do, make it easy on yourself and subscribe. That's better. Hello, you're listening to Jenny and Ray at home. I'm Jenny. I'm Ray. And we're at home. Yep, you were going to break it off me there. <laughs> you slurped your coffee. <laughs> we're all a bit weird about stuff like that. You know, some people can't cope with the scraping of a knife or a fork on a plate or maybe somebody putting a knife in their mouth or somebody slurping their coffee. As I'm saying all these things, I'm realising that person is me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some days when you're way less tolerant about things than others. One well, is, well, not you, one. I was going to say, one is. everybody's yes, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days where things you just go, no. They annoy sorry. you. <laughs> They're great. Well, actually, to get under your skin. Some of them, it's not even annoying. It's there's an actual physical reaction. Like a scrapey noise on a plate is the equivalent of nails on a blackboard to me. Mm. So it's not just don't make that noise. It's. I wonder what the history of that is. You know, when our answers heard that sound, were they in grave danger? Our answers or our ancestors? Even our ancestors. Yes. Well, hmm. What did it mean? What did it mean? You see, I thought that. When you had a really good relationship like we do, that you get to a certain stage where none of those things annoy you. Because we were talking during the week about this poor girl. Right? She presented with a really bad cramp in her stomach and oh, it turned yeah. out to be appendicitis. But the cause of the appendicitis, what had brought it on, was her holding her farts in. I know. For two years. I know. <laughs> oh, the poor thing. The poor thing. But you see... There has to come a point in a relationship where you just go, sorry about that. I don't know about that, Ray. I don't know about that. I think there are certain things that you got to You got to hold on to a bit of mystery. You know, if you're going around farting and burping, it's kind of gross. Ah, well, not. You don't. You sort of don't do it like the lads not, used to do back in the day. Lift a cheek and go. Yeah. No, obviously. <laughs> or get me to pull the there finger. Are, there are moments. <laughs> Nobody used to do that. There are moments when you, you can't. You put out your finger and you pull it and then you fart. There are moments when you can't. They just might pop out. Yeah, well, for Eat example, I was, I, was setting, I was setting the fire <laughs> last night. <laughs> and I, I stooped down to, <laughs> went down on my hunkers to. Oh, that's just an age thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, if you continue that sentence, I was, uh, <laughs> I was setting the fire and I was squatting down I to. Was setting to, the fire. To like... put a log in. <laughs> <laughs> and but you had yes. an escape. Escape. <laughs> it was a little. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you. And you, then there's you, a. Whoop! You didn't mind, I apologised. Uh, but you, you shouldn't really be causing yourself harm. No. That's that's not a good sign if you're in a relationship and because of something you're doing or not doing, you're causing yourself physical harm. What that's if what good. if you are somebody who suffers a lot with flatulence, say whatever, from your diet or... That that must be horrific. What are you doing? You just like run to the loo the whole time. Yeah. Sorry, so I'm just going to the toilet. Well, you have to make sure the person's on board. You know, if you're going out with somebody, they, some people would be more tolerant of that than others. Of course. You yeah. Know? So, um, anyway. So that was that poor lady. The, the other thing that came up on relationships during the week was a list of 10 
reasons why people defer breaking up with their partners. Okay. Going on holidays. Going on holidays, I think might have been one. Then there was Living the together. Birthdays. Yeah, living together. The, the hassle of oh, divi- yeah. divvying up the stuff. Yeah, then, and then, then the little ones, the little ones like, yeah, birthdays coming up or yeah. Christmas. Yeah, or Valentine's Day. Valentine's, all yeah. those yes. events. Yeah. Um, her family are nice. Didn't come into the. No, I'm then. just. I'm just thinking of yeah. stuff. It was obviously for obviously for people who don't have children because children weren't mentioned at all in it. Ah, yeah. No, we're talking about yeah, pre all that, not married. The number one was because they didn't want to hurt them. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you know, there's always going to be hurt. There's always going to be hurt. There's always one person who was even just more hurt than the other. Yeah. Always. No matter what. People go, no, it was a mutual thing. My no, it was me. You go, no. Amicable. Yeah. No. Do you know the, 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 the odd thing? And I've been you know, misled myself on occasion over the years when I was a younger man. With all the people you went out with. All the Fionas you went out with. There are so many of them. So many of them. But you would think, you know, this is amicable. You yeah. Know, and, and, no. You fool. <laughs> Oh, she took that really well. I'll be back later for my jackets. Where are the sleeves gone? (laughs) And and it it will appear to be amicable for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. And then there will be a moment when you're out and there'll be a flare up, an explosion. um, And you go, ah, maybe it wasn't (laughs) that 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 amicable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see, I have to bow to your knowledge because you have such <laughs> experience with so many relationships. Whereas me, yeah, I was just like yeah, but rubbish I, at all that. Like I had one, you know, when I say serious, long term relationship. And then the rest were like little flings. Yeah. Nothing. Well, most of mine were lo- most of mine were long term relationships. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I, I just. You uh, were just that type. How does that happen? I don't know. Do you remember your man? Um, do <laughs> I don't know. That was like pure Kildare. I don't know. Do you remember Nick Hornby's? Which, what movie was it where John Cusack went and visited all his exes to try and figure oh, out who yeah. he was? was I that, was love that? John Cusack. What's the name of that? Really can't remember. Was it High Fidelity? Was that High Fidelity? Could be. Or was it something else? You know, where he, he, he revisited all his girlfriends and he tried to make amends and sort out, Yeah, you know, what, what was going on and who just was at fault. Just go back. It's never a good idea. No, no, Just no, no. leave it. Yeah. Leave it be. You'd be opening up wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably because, uh, yeah. Go on. I was never a one night stand man. Never, never appealed to me. Right. So. Well, there's lots of people like that. Yeah. They would never even consider it. No, and that, then. That's not to say I And didn't. then there's lots of people who would. Yeah. Lots, lots of people. And it's probably easier now, isn't it? There's a sort of an understanding. The yeah. Because remember the booty call was a major thing. Oh, a booty call. I'm yeah. sure that's Tinder, isn't it? That's what Tinder's made for. I think so, pretty much. Booty I'm calls. kind of talking about it and I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, never, yeah. I've yeah, never yeah. been on Tinder. I don't know. I've never been on Tinder either. I know. So that is an age thing and where we are at. Like if you said, I am on Tinder, I'd be quite surprised. Well, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really think that's an okay thing it's to for do research. when you're married. It's for research. Oh, the old research thing. I've heard that a few times. Not from you. No, not from me. But yeah. no, um, but friends who, who are on it and continue, or were on it, then weren't, and then are back on it. I think when you're looking in on something like that, it can seem like a bit of fun, a bit of crack. 
But I'd say it could get a bit lonesome as well, you oh, know. Yeah. But I think that's how most people hook up now. You know, this idea of like going, out, you go and meet somebody through somebody else. Go to the pub. I don't think that is Doesn't really happen. happening. Yeah, uh, which is kind of sad, it isn't is, it? Yeah, because that was. I always think when I remember back, that was the thrill. That was the crack. Getting ready to go out, not knowing what was ahead of you, as in <laughs> what you were going to, you know, what you were going to be getting up to, where you were going to end up. Oh yeah. And a lot of the time, it was just like, yeah, there was just you could end up anywhere. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting into a taxi one night, <laughs> going to a couple of lads, gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> was that you or Tony Fenton? No, I said that. <laughs> that was pure Tony Fenton now. <laughs> going on a night out, you know. <laughs> oh, where did you end up? The long haul. <laughs> and then Odessa, upstairs in Odessa. Oh, God. Yeah. In, it was always the best crack in places like that in the smoking section. Even if you didn't smoke. It was always the crack. Well, that, that's, uh, I don't know. Well, see, you never did that, but I'm telling you it was because you could just meet really fun, interesting people, or at least you thought so after about 20 drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading a book um, recently, uh, uh, an alcoholic wrote it. <laughs> Oops. But they were saying just how everything improved with drink. That's what they were in their life. You know, people became more interesting. They could tolerate yeah. the boring person. Oh, yeah. A woman could talk to them for hours about their child and they'd be going, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of those things. Yeah, well, I think if there was no alcohol in the world, people probably just wouldn't go out. <laughs> just wouldn't. Or it would be very quick outs. But, yeah. You know, it would be an hour, an hour and a half, and then you'd be back home again. You'd be, you'd be a lot more selective about who you hung out with. Yeah. And you just go, you know, you'd have a really nice time. Then you go, okay, that was great. See ya. Hop in the car. Vroom, gone. Would you be That's go- kind of how I lead my life now. Which you can because, you, you're, you know. Yeah. There's no, you're not, you know, you're not drinking so you can drive. Yeah. So there's two ways of looking at that though. You go kind of missing, romanticizing that aspect of your life of the madness and the crack and the people that you met. But then the reality was actually, you were probably just talking absolute shite. And the person wasn't that interesting actually, who you were just Mm. shouting into their face for, you know, at three o'clock in the morning. So it's important just to remove the tinted glasses you know when you're looking back at things yeah I was so interesting and like so intelligent when I was in discussions with people and Ugh. particularly in what's the name of the one there not Long Hall Stag's Head no. Stag, yeah Stag's, Stag's Head, Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you'd always meet legal people in there and I'd fancy my chances against them in an argument about oh. religion or something like that <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant Darcy's here <laughs> pull up a chair <laughs> They've they've really effed it up, haven't they, with Tony Holland? Oh God! Do you know what it seems to me like? It's it's like that, you know, people fighting over something, and then the person, the main person, just walks away and go, "Look, yeah, good luck, it. yeah." And they're they're the person that's integral to the whole thing. Um, Do you know when I heard it last night? I I think you were going upstairs, and I was like shouting after you, just going, I, "I'm just embarrassed. I am embarrassed. If I met." that man now I would go Tony I am sorry and I would shake his hand I go thank you so much for everything that you've done mm. for us for our country I am really sorry That that's how I felt last night I kind of still feel that way yeah it, it, because he's obviously a very talented man and in all the commentary during the week everyone was agreeing that mm. this man is uh, valuable 
to the country in whatever role he fulfills. So he was going, this is what his job was going to be in Trinity. He was going to become a professor and do research, which would allow us to plan effectively yeah. for future pandemics. If there were hey! more pandemics. That's a really good that's, idea. That, that's, and that's a really important thing to do. Yeah. And, and as they said over and over again, no better person to do it. No yeah. person better qualified to do it. And yet in the, the whatever they were doing in the Department of Health and politicians and then of course. They all got the fear of God. Exactly. Because they were ringing into Live Line and yeah. they were writing. And they were like, I, do, I don't want to be the person named here as the person who gave the green light to this. Yes. The, the, yeah. As you were saying there, they're, 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 they're afraid of public opinion and that they don't want to be accused of doing the wrong thing. Anything to do with money. Terrified. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, he's now just going to head off into the private sector and, uh, well, God knows. what, And he's worth it. He'd be gobbled he up. Paid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just. And you can see the you can see the machinations of his brain. He going, ah, oh, lads, come on! Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't need this. I don't want this. Poor man lost his wife recently. Because his gorgeous wife died. He's like, just like, no, I've done enough. I gave you a chance. I was yeah. going to do it, and now no. And and like I suppose you know, again, there should be processes in place, so there should be full transparency. Uh, but but it's not like he was out to do it. No, I know, do you know? I know. Like yeah, that he that was his way of kind of somehow you know. I don't know, like trying to do us out of a couple yeah. of quid. You, you can be sure that whatever role he goes into, he will make a lot more money than 180 grand. Yeah. So there. Are you happy? Are you happy now? It's a real one of that one, isn't it? Are you happy? No, are you happy? Yeah. It's like when you say to the kids, when you've warned them about something, then they break it. And you go, are you happy now? Yeah, I never stick with that though. Maybe no. he might. Somebody might be able to have a chat with him and... Maybe they can just apologise enough. and I don't think so. No, I don't think I so don't either. Think so, no. no, I really don't think so. Have you ever heard of a sensitivity reader? No. I never, I've never heard of it. I've actually heard of it a couple of weeks ago. I remember for the first time. I think it was something that John Boyne was commenting on. You know, the author from The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. So I was reading this in an article on Saturday in the magazine of The Independent. And I was like, they were saying that a sensitivity reader. So it would be like a publishing house or an author themselves. If they're a bit wary of maybe a character that they're writing, they think that it might trigger somebody or it mightn't be, you know, say if it was a woman writing about um, a gay person okay. or whatever. Yes, so yeah. that the, the sensitivity reader would be able to read it and kind of give notes back as well. Now, some people are completely pro this and they say it's not as if the sensitivity reader is going around with a big red marker going, you can't say that. You know, it's a collaboration. They might go, you probably the language you used there was, you know, not great or it's a bit insensitive or whatever. And then there's other authors anyway who were saying, like John Boyne, saying this is the worst thing ever. This is like saying... You know, you can't read Othello because Shakespeare wasn't black or, you know, just anything like anything of yeah, any novel yeah. of fiction. Well, John, John Boyne wasn't a boy or Jewish. Exactly. And actually, the, that book, remember, do you remember last year there was a bit of a hoo-ha about it as I think well? A couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, that people yeah. were kind of coming out and saying that it wasn't sensitive to the time and really who was this Irish man. Anyway, he's writing a second book now, isn't he, on it? But it got me thinking. I just thought, I, I can't see, I can't see this as a good thing. What do you think? I can't see it as a well, good thing. Well, it just smarts of censorship, of fear. That's what, that's what, when I read it, I went, that just sounds like people scared of people commenting negatively on an author's interpretation. But it also 
I just asked you what you think and now I'm telling you what I think. But it <laughs> it also, oh, I sound like a man all of a sudden. It also, it also strikes me as, uh, yes, censorship, but also, yeah, fear of repercussion, online repercussion yeah. more than anything. Well, it, it, like it started a few years ago with that lady Connolly on. Uh, she wrote the book American Dirt. Yes, Which, she's actually mentioned in is this. She? Yes. Yeah, she is mentioned. So in that it. was about um, a Mexican family uh, making their way across the border to America. Yeah, uh, and she was accused of cultural appropriation. And how dare she write about um, you know Mexicans when she wasn't? She was a white American. Yeah. And the question has to be asked is, what is fiction then? Is that not what you're doing? And then like people have been accused of, of, of you know, acting a gay role and not being gay. But that's acting. That's acting. Uh, writing fiction is writing things that you haven't experienced yourself. Um, so where, where does it end? Where, where does it end? I think, I really think, right, that, that we're reaching uh, the edge here. Peak. Peak. Yeah. Peak. Bullshit. <laughs> no, it's not, bu- it's not really yeah. bullshit. But we're, so people are going to ask, more and more people are going to ask, is this what we really want? Um, and, and there's going to be pushback against this type of thing, uh, I feel. Um, and it's not like by saying that, I completely don't want to offend. I've never wanted to offend anybody in my life. I, that's and, and nobody does. But people have to be allowed to make mistakes. People have to be allowed to use language that maybe not everybody agrees with. Then they can be corrected in a nice sort of way and move on. Yeah, but you know what I also think about it? It actually is, by trying to be one thing, it's actually doing the exact opposite. So it's saying, you know, say if you were writing about a gay character, well, Ray, you can't write about that gay character because you have no personal experience of that. So you need to get the sensitivity writer to be able to do it. But what I, th- when I hear that, I think, why is that person... You know, that, that person, that's just their perception. So even if they are gay, that's their world yeah. of being gay. Like to be gay, you're just a person mm. who happens to be gay. It's like you're, you have, you know, a, a million different aspects to yourself. It's mm. just one aspect to you where it, it tries to kind of box people in. Well, well what's going to happen is, and it's a bit like Tony Holohan, it, it's, it's, it's comparable, that people just walk away from it. So they, they won't bother taking on any challenging themes for fear that they'll upset somebody or they'll, you know, they'll come out the wrong side of public opinion or Twitter opinion or whatever. And and as a result, these things won't be talked about. They won't feature in art, etc. I think not, they will. That's not going to happen. No, so, so it you, isn't going to happen. See, so what, that's what I'm saying. We've reached peak nonsense and we're going to go back to some you know, it's, it's pendulums, you know, it's everything goes in pendulums. So it's gone right over and it's going to come back into the middle and settle down. Yeah. And then we'll look back at this, you know, last couple of years and go, what the hell? What's going on there? What was going on? Yeah. It is interesting though. It will be interesting to look back at the time and just go, honestly, to assess that. Anyway, more important things. Mm. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 1, for people who haven't seen it, was actually a triumph. I thought it was a triumph. It was good. It's good. Um, Jim Carrey... Brilliant back, in yeah, it. Brilliant in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it just, it was, it was great. Like, and great music. It was just really, really good movie. So we had high expectations, Tom and I, for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm. And we agreed to go on a, you know, boys only, just the lads, just the boys. Just the boys. Wednesday night, six o'clock. Looking forward to it. <laughs> high expectations. So we arrived anyway and uh, the, the, the cinema's quiet. You know, the, the, there was nobody in the lobby, just us. So three people uh, got us our popcorn, which is nice, overfilled it. So we, we, we spilled bits of popcorn all the way down to 
screen six down the stairs. And then when we got in, we were on our own. Oh, I love it. You see, you think you would. Yeah. You think you would. You didn't like it. No. Didn't like it. Novelty at the beginning. And then you're thinking, oh, does, do people know something that we don't know? Like, is this rubbish? Oh, is that what you were thinking? That's one of the thoughts that went. And then the I other thing is... COVID. People got lazy about going to the cinema. And then the other thing you're, you're thinking, it, like part of the cinema thing is a communal. Mm. People watching it, laughing at the world. You know, that sort of thing you're carried along. It's like watching a football game. And then if we are on our own, why don't they give us a, you know, a remote control? So we, <laughs> we can stop and go to Lou and stuff like that. Anyway... Not it was good. shite. Oh, shite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was t- like Tom oh. said, it was all over the place. That was his description for a nine-year-old, you know, all over the place. Wow. Like every 10 minutes they had to stop and do this five-minute um, expositional dialogue, you know, where to tell you the story just huh. because it was like there's was, there was so many worlds in it and so many different characters. It was just terrible. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. What, what did you expect? It was the second one. They're never as good. Nope. The curse of the sequel. Yeah. So we did that actually before we went. We sort of hexed it. We were doing the course of the sequel mm-hmm. and we were trying to think of any Back sequels. to the Future. Was it all right? Yeah. yeah, Back to the Future, fine. Yeah, yeah second one was good. Yeah. Uh, Tom thought that um, Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, was, yeah. I thought the first one was better, but but Muppets Most Wanted was very good. Okay. Toy Story has been sort of yeah. consistently good. Yeah. Despicable Me. Yeah. Yeah. But then we thought, what's the worst sequel, animated sequel? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs oh, too. Oh yeah, that really jumped the shark. Oh <laughs> my god, you're so right. No, I, mean, I, I, I think it's really funny when you say that. that <laughs> cloudy with a chance of meatballs jumped the shark. No, but the <laughs> first one was so good. The second one was ridiculous. Yeah. Like it was actually ridiculous. So it was okay to have uh, <laughs> hot dogs and hamburgers coming from the sky in the yeah, first one. That, that was made, the invention. It that, worked. Yeah, yeah. And the second Flur- one just went, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever it was called. Well, God, I've watched that movie so many times. The second one was so bad. Yeah, so bad. But we did watch a really good movie last night. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Really recommend that. I was kind of, I had said that I wanted to watch it. And then every time I kind of popped up, I was like, mm, don't know. But oh my God. Oh, it was so good. Jessica Chastain, she plays Tammy Faye and Andrew Garfield, who's an amazing actor. Although he's completely in the background. She is, she just wipes the floor with him. Well, not that she so intentionally does it. She's just tele-evangelist. amazing. Tele-evangelist. Yeah. American uh, so tele based, based on real, real life, real life. Yeah. And it was that sort of, you know, you got to pay to pray. Not really, but you had to, they constantly had the number up and they were constantly asking you for your money. Yeah. And, um, God was constantly telling them to ask people for their money. God told me. God, God, told, me. God told me to. God tells me. God loves you. God told me to be on television to make yeah. loads of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and she she was sort of a bit like a religious Dolly Parton, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Uh, we have to finish that one off, which is, I think, is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, animated ones. Uh, was it Apollo 10 and a half? Oh, yes. It's just really caught us by surprise. Just one of those lovely... Um, unexpected, uh, brilliant things, and we all watched it together. And we knew nothing about it before we started. Yeah, yeah. So that was and, and on movies we had Patricia Ward Kelly in, uh, and and she was married to uh, Gene Kelly of Singing in the Rain fame. I'm singing in the rain. I should really have that on. Singing it. in the rain for ten years. Amazing story. Amazing woman. Uh, bit I, of an age gap. Bit of a yeah, forty six and a half years. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, her parents were younger than him. Oh my God. Wow. But here's the thing. Mm. Uh, I didn't realise 
quite a talent he was. And you see, when I was watching, not forced, but like it was the only thing on and my mother was a big fan of the musical. So we watched an awful lot of them as kids. Oh, he was a genius. Yeah, I know. I know but, but he was more... He, and like, choreographer as yeah, well. Yeah, and a yeah. director. Yeah. Uh, and then he was, you know, he left lo- law school to become a dancer. And he's beautiful as well. He was, he was oh, so gorgeous. A polyglot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a polyglot, was he? <laughs> I think that's what you call him. Multilingual. <laughs> he was a multilinguist. A multi. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Um, but I watched some of his, and he was, I watched him been interviewed by Johnny Carson and by um, Michael Parkinson and by somebody else. Yeah. Um, and he was just talking about the various dances and, you know, Singing in the Rain is the most famous and he seemingly had a temperature of 103, 104. Uh, it took him a day and a half to do and he starred in it, choreographed it and directed it. Uh, but he said the most difficult one he ever did, and I'd never seen it before, was yeah. with um, a double spread of a newspaper. Okay. And he was in this sort of, uh, everyone else had gone home in a theatre and he was cleaning up, I think, and the, the newspaper was on the ground. And then he, he managed to split it in half and then split it in half again all the time. Like, And he said he, he was sort of kicking himself because he came up with this idea and then he had to execute it. Oh, yeah. So he was in a, he was somewhere and he was going, wouldn't it be a great idea if we did this? And they went, yes. Yes. And then he had to go and execute it. Uh, she, This lady was saying, Patricia Ward-Kelly, that he was such a romantic man and he'd wake her up in the middle of the night and bring her out onto the balcony to see the full moon. And she said that he got really upset when they landed on the moon. <laughs> It was sort of, it sort of the magic. Away. Yeah, the magic yeah. was gone. That there were men up there walking around on the moon. His yeah, moon, his moon, his romantic moon. Right. Um, you did really well last week because we just finished off with some some beat the intro. Okay, now you yeah, beat the intro, it. beat the intro, you beat the intro. It. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. A second of this. Oh, I know that Fleetwood back. Do I have to get the song? Yeah. Oh no, I don't know the name of the song. Fleetwood Mac. It's not Fleetwood Mac, but you're, what? No. It is Fleetwood no, Mac. No, it's not Fleetwood Mac. It's not Fleetwood Mac. I, I, all I'm thinking is Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but you're sort of half right. It's Stevie Nicks who was oh, in Fleetwood Mac. Oh, That's very unfair because I've been listening to Fleetwood Mac all the time in the car. Yeah, okay. and, and Stevie Nicks. So. Right, let's see how you do on this one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Cure, Boys Don't Cry. Very good. You see, you're good at this. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Last one for today. Oh, I know that. It is Monday, July. July, please. I'm on my knees. Smell of the fresh cut grass. See, you are good. You are good. No, but they're all anthems. Like, when I think of Monday, singing July, I think of Today FM and the brilliant times in Today FM. That's... That, that song. Remember when we go out and do OBs and Monday would come along as well. Oh, the crack. <laughs> the crack we had. He's such a lovely person. Yeah. Uh, that's it from us. Um, we will talk to you next week. Yeah, you have to play July now. I can't. <laughs> I know. It's so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Stupid rules. Uh, well, will you tell them what to do? You can send us an email to jennyandrayhome at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends we're here. We'll, we'll be here next week as well. July, please, on my knees, the smell of your fresh cut grass.